Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today, we're going to take an overview of 1 John 3, 11-15 before we dive into each verse in depth. I'm doing this so that we can understand the general context of this verse better so we can understand each verse in a deeper way. So 1 John 3, 11-15 reads, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Whoever, excuse me, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So first we're going to look at hatred. Then we're going to look at love. And then we're going to look at Christ. So let's look at hatred's origin. Hatred has its foundation in the flesh. The flesh only produces death. Our sinful flesh has sin as its nature. It is inherently evil. John 3.20 says, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. So the flesh hates the things of the light. It hates the truth. It hates righteousness because that is the opposite of its nature. Hatred cannot stand the light because the light shows the depravity of hatred. Hatred is a symptom of the flesh, and those who hate show their flesh. Hatred is a symptom of that sin disease inside of us, our flesh that is dead. So next we're going to look at hatred's fuel. Hatred is fueled by lies. Hatred cannot stand when brought into the light of the gospel. Hatred grows by fooling the hater into thinking that their hatred is just. Hatred generally tries to use false reasoning to make it sound better to the person who is hating. So hatred grows by fooling the hater into thinking that the other person is the biggest problem they have to worry about. It is. It wants uh, the hater to think that they need to constantly be hating the other person, when in reality, the person who's hating must be hating their own sin. And that is the problem. It blinds the person. It does not, hatred does not want the hater to see truth, because it cannot stand in the truth. So hatred is also fueled by pride. Hatred seeks to demean others to make the hater appear higher in his own mind. It's almost like a form of self-righteousness. And it's ironic in the fact that hatred is unrighteous. It is extremely unrighteous. However, it seeks to make the hater look good in his own eyes. Hatred makes one inwardly focused and is particularly aggravated when it sees one's own flaws in someone else. When it sees another person doing the flaws inside of the person that it hates, it grows in hatred, and it is extremely self-centered. And it's, again, ironic because if the self-centeredness should show the flaws in someone, but instead the person who is prideful refuses to look at his own flaws. So next we're going to look at hatred's demise. Hatred is killed by the light of the gospel. When the person who hates sees just how glorious the gospel is and sees the love of God in Christ, 
He cannot keep on hating. Hatred is killed only by the Holy Spirit, who helps believers mortify, mortify the flesh daily. And how does he do that? By pointing them to Christ. When believers see the glory of Christ, they cannot continue in their sins. Hatred can sometimes take root in believers, but it cannot last long because the incorruptible seed inside believers cannot stand abiding in sin. So next, we're going to look at love. What is love's origin? Love is from God, because God is love. True love can only come from a believer, because true love is from God. And believers have their origin in God. They are adopted as sons, and they have an incorruptible seed given to them from God. They have the image of God rightly restored inside of them. Love is a desire for the best for someone else. So how can someone who doesn't know what's best rightly love someone else? Only believers can rightly love because they know who is best, Christ. How can someone who doesn't know the best person ever, Christ, love other people? You can't wish Christ for someone if you don't know Christ. So next we're going to look at love's fuel. Love is fueled by truth. And love sees the truth of the gospel and the infinitude of Christ's love for us, and seeks to reflect it to others. It sees the gloriousness of the gospel, and the absolute truthfulness of the Bible, and builds on that. And so next we're going to look at love's triumph. So for an example of this, I've got Marvel movies. Believers are like Marvel movies. In the end, good always wins and evil is defeated. It may take a while, and good may look like it will lose, but eventually evil is killed. In the same way, believers may struggle and lose battles to sin, but in the end, the incorruptible seed, whose source of strength is God, eventually kills the sin. Believers must look to Christ for victory over sin, and in particular, hatred. We have to look to the love of Christ on the cross so that we can kill the sin of hatred. And so, finally, we're going to look at Christ. Christ showed the infinite love of God in his work on the cross. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, when we, we must look to Christ and find our strength when we struggle with loving other believers. We must see how glorious Christ is, and that will help us see how weak and detestable our sins are, and we can't help but kill the sin when we see what the sin of hatred really is, and really any sins in our lives. Sin seeks to blind us to the truth, so we can fight that by spending time in God's Word daily. We have to daily be pouring in time to the Bible and letting it transform us. Ephesians 6.17 calls the word of God the sword of the spirit. That's how we kill the flesh. We have to constantly be cutting off the flesh that seeks to bring us down. The flesh seeks to blind us and we have to cut it off. We have to kill it every day. And how do we do that? By looking to Christ in the Bible, by seeing his glory the glory as of the only begotten Son. 
He is the radiance of the glory of God. And we have to be looking to him daily. Looking to him daily to help us kill sin and help us to find our true joy in Christ and not in the fleeting pleasures of sin. And when we rightly understand what our sin is and who Christ is, then we can kill sin because we aren't blinded when we are spending time in God's word and we are prayerfully asking for the Holy Spirit to guide us as we read God's word and study it. And we must not let our weapon, the sword of the Spirit, sit idly and unused. That is what keeps believers from their highest joy. When we don't use the word of God, when we don't spend time in it daily, we suffer. We let, we put our sword of the Spirit just on the mantle and we don't use it. We use it as a decoration and it's not being put in use. And that leads to spiritual unhealthiness and it leads to sin taking place in our lives. And we can't let that happen. As believers, we have to constantly be killing sin and we can kill it by truth. And that truth is found in the Bible. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.